Hey everyone out there, how's it going? Welcome back to ScreenSpeak. It's the podcast that's all about movies, life, and so much more. My name's Jordan Anderson, and this is my podcast. Appreciate you, as always, for coming by and giving it a listen each and every time one of those new episodes drops. You want to know when an episode gets dropped? Well, that's easy. You can find that out by hitting that follow button and the bell. How'd you like that plug? And, of course, you can follow ScreenSpeak on its social media over on Instagram and its Facebook. Details are all in the description of this and every episode. I'm pleased to once again be sharing another conversation with you all that was captured during my time at the 2023 Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival. Now, for the record, this is the last conversation that I'm going to be dropping that came out of this year's festival. The only other piece of content, the final piece of content, if you will, that came from Criff is a 2023 festival summary episode that's going to be coming out here in the near future. I have Eric and Scott, the festival director and founder of the festival, back on to give their final thoughts on how they thought this year's festival went, as well as my own thoughts on that and so much more. So definitely, definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm still in the process of getting it all put together for you, but I promise it's going to be worth the wait. Now, on this episode, the one you're listening to, I talk with writer and director Tony Cross about his short film, The King's Eye, which was one of the winners, actually, of the Criff Festival's coveted Eddie Award. The King's Eye is a short film that follows a man embarking on a scavenger hunt that got left behind by his recently deceased father. And over the course of the journey in the short film, he's given a chance to remember his past while also embracing the prospects that he has for his future. Little bit of information about Tony. He's from Rock Island, Illinois, and he shot this film largely in Davenport, Iowa and the Quad Cities area here in the state of Iowa. In addition to his theatrically released works, he also puts his creativity on display with his YouTube channel, Greenhorn Productions. The link for that, along with all of Tony's other socials, are in the description of this episode. So again, check out the description. I'm going to keep saying it until you do it. Over the course of the episode, we jump into Tony's journey as an aspiring filmmaker. We take a look at his early works and inspirations that shape his direction that he takes on film. We talk about the process of selecting music for his short, as well as strategies behind short film distribution, and a whole lot more over the span of just about a half hour, too, which seems like it's not that much time, but you're really able to pack in a lot if you use the time strategically, which I think I did largely through just impulsive behavior and being decent at conversations with filmmakers, I guess, because I definitely went into this recording with little to no prep. I just met him in the lobby like I did a lot of other filmmakers at Criff, and it just kind of happened, as they said, and that's what you're going to listen to in this episode. So after this episode, check out the description, follow and support Tony, and while you're at it, throw some support over to ScreenSpeak's way as well, okay? Because each and every follow, comment, share, etc., it all helps this podcast to connect with others that have a passion for movies just like you and me. So again, check out the description, do all that stuff with the plugs, really, really appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Again, the appreciation that I have for you guys, it's going to be given, given time and time again, because I truly love all of you that listen to this podcast, really, sincerely do. Where is that coming from right now? I don't know, but I know it's from a place of organic love for the audience, the listeners of ScreenSpeak. God, just love all you, <laughs> love all you so much. Not, not that much. Let's, let's calm down. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, thanks again so much for being here. Enjoy the episode.
Tony Cross, nice to actually meet you. I haven't, you know, I'll shake your hand, right? All right. Nice to actually nice meet you. Nice to meet you. you. <laughs> um, appreciate you humoring me and just coming on my podcast on a whim, even though I think we met a little bit briefly last night after your film, The King's Eye, won, uh, yeah. won an award. It was, a, it was a whirlwind experience, and I'm still kind of like coming down from it. It's like... Uh, I think I'm still dreaming. It feels like I'm, I like, for me, this has always been something I've strived towards. Like, it's taken a long time to really get to this point. Um, I've been making films for a long time, just small, like, short films, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of just, like, for fun. I didn't really know yet whether I was, um, like, going to be, like, if it it was something I was going to take seriously. It was more just a hobby, just a a glorified hobby, and I would invite my friends and kind of just, like, we would just have fun. It was kind of yeah. just like whatever, you know. We'll uh, roll the cameras. We'll buy some cheap props and just tell the story with it. Somehow. What are some? What are the, some of the earliest like stuff that you worked on? Um, a, a couple of films. I did a couple of like thriller comedies. Um, they're called. Uh, they're on YouTube on my channel. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're pretty like. I was going for something that was like, well, clearly we have a low budget here. We can't do anything too legit. We have to kind of have like a self-awareness about that. Otherwise, the audience is going to be like, oh, oh, they're taking it seriously? I I don't know what to think of this. Like, I I find a lot of uh, horror movies uh, of the low budget kind, Mm -hmm. there's almost like a self-awareness from it. Like, uh, one of my idols uh sam raimi okay um he started with like the evil dead movies course, um, yeah. he did his short film within the woods and <clears throat> while watching those movies there is such a self-awareness to it like sam raimi is having so much fun with it i mean and that movie was literally like like half a lot of it was just like it's like a backyard movie he yeah. made with his friends for fun but it turned out to be this you know cult sensation back in like the early 80s and mm-hmm. like i kind of just approached it that way i looked to him i looked to other filmmakers like mm-hmm. him uh even like someone like kevin smith like someone sure, who starts yeah. very low-key literally he shoots a film in his in his uh convenience store yeah and he's just like i don't know what will become of this but yeah I'll but just I, do it. I think it's impossible like you drop a name like kevin smith it's impossible for a person like that not to be inspiring for aspiring filmmakers literally yes. considering clerks was you know exactly made on what like like i don't even know like less than fifty thousand something right. like that I, I he took out a lot of like credit cards oh, and yeah. like loans and whatnot and yeah. even <clears> after <throat> the movie was finished and it went to festivals he was yeah. still paying those loans off for a long time so i mean yeah i mean he didn't have any sort of like connections mm-hmm. in Hollywood or anything. He just kind of went out there and made the movie he wanted to make. But I think that's um, kind of truthful, and it, it speaks a lot to the the ingenuity of, of real filmmakers and people that are willing to roll up their sleeves and do the dirty work because not all of it is going to be pretty. And as they say, it's not like it is on TV. Right, um, right. There's so much of it where there's not like a guidebook. I mean, maybe these days you could watch a YouTube video from somebody that's had oh, yeah. some experience, and, and those might yeah. help. But there's very uh very few substitutes for real world on the job experience and i'm sure even on this this latest movie that you put out you Mm -hmm. must have learned quite a bit doing that oh definitely yeah i mean that's the beauty of filmmaking in general you think you can know too much but you never do it's always just overcoming a problem it's a series Mm -hmm. of it's just problem solving the entire way through even when you get to the end of it you look back on and it's like well this scene doesn't quite work how can i go in and maybe get it like a pickup shot or something just to kind of you know make it flow better you know stuff like that you kind of like reflect on it and Mm -hmm. then you still find things you need to work around and, and overcome and and solve like you know that that's just part of the fun of it in my opinion well and also uh not not to put too fine a point on it but this film the king's eye 
in a weird way is going hand in hand with what you're saying because there is quite literally a problem solving element to the entire picture right right <laughs> and, and the idea behind that was for me um is to t- tell the story as much with the visuals as possible i didn't want to over explain it there's very of, little dialogue exactly and, and i wanted the audience to kind of just go on this journey with this main character and kind of discover things as he's <clears> discovering it so when those moments happen where there's like a revelation or he Mm -hmm. puts the pieces together you know the audience is kind of like learning it with him they're kind of like following it along but you know um there's always going to be like things that start you know that kind of like bookend the movie like there's something at the beginning it comes around at the end setups and payoffs and whatnot and it's those little things that you know maybe the audience will pick up on it the first time but i always put them in there because it rewards them for kind of like paying attention to the movie and mm-hmm. observing the small details and that's kind of what the movie's about in a way it's just kind of looking at the little details of the bigger picture taking a moment to just take the world in and just mm-hmm. kind of you know uh, appreciate it you know? Who, who is the now there's a voiceover that's kind of playing throughout the movie and it sounds mm-hmm. like it's from a person listening to like a like almost like a book on tape or an audio book yeah. uh, what, could you explain who that like who is that and, and where did that come from that's actually uh, my, my my stepdad uh, okay. Yeah, I just figured, you know, um, I, he would come over, and he was always interested in the film thing, so I'm like, he has a really good voice, and I figured he would be great for that, and it did kind of play like that. I would honestly think of, like, a narration for, like, a documentary or, or like, you know, kind of like those Nat Geo documentaries, in a little sure. bit, or just something like that, that sort of just, like, um, it is kind of like a storybook narration or something, mm-hmm. and we were kind of going for that. It's like you're being uh, walked through this story. He's kind of the one thing that that kind of carries the audience through the Mm -hmm. movie in a way where it's like, okay, so this is kind of what he's feeling in this moment and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want it to be like the character is just telling us what he's feeling. It's kind of just like explained in a very storybook way. Mm -hmm. So, and that idea, I don't, I I didn't think anything specifically inspired it. It was just kind of like, to me, it felt like a good natural choice for the, for this movie, which is intended to kind of have that feel to it like a almost like a like a hallmark kind of card or something but um hopefully more like like grounded in reality than that like it's not meant to be like super like you know like oh this is inspiring for the sake of being inspiring it's meant to be like a real world perspective on like trying to overcome grief and like kind of seeing the hope at the end of it you know yeah and so. i do i do like that you put trust clearly i think in your audience to put some of those pieces together because yes. like you don't like just openly be like his father's no longer alive and he's right. grieving like you can figure that out from his demeanor you yes. can figure it out from just the overall tone and vibe of the story mm-hmm. um i was i was curious about the hoodie is, is there any intentionality behind yeah. his his upside down smiley face hoodie or is that just <laughs> like he happened to be comfortable and we got to do that this? was that was honestly just what he wore on the day when we started shooting and i was just like you know what that actually kind of complements the story in a way like yeah. the, what the character is going through that was totally just like spur of the moment like oh uh, this is uh, he wanted to wear that jacket that day and we just kind of ran with it and to me it actually does fit the movie because mm-hmm. at a point it was almost like uh maybe is that too much or you know i wasn't really sure but then he kind of explained it to me that way where it's like no this is what he's going through at this time yeah. this is what 
he's great. And again, this is it's more of a visual thing than mm-hmm. him explaining it to the audience. It's just this is the jacket, and it kind of tells you yeah. everything you need to know about the character. So, and you said it was your uh, your father that does the voice, uh, the kind of narration that goes through. Yes, my stepfather. Oh, excuse um, me, stepfather. No, 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 no problem. Yeah, uh, because I thought it was Lawrence Fishburne. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, because I've seen the, uh, your film actually twice because it's played twice at the festival, and I, I yours was one I specifically wanted to go back and revisit it because. Right. Truth be told, I am not one of those like escape room people, scavenger hunt people. Right. Um, so some of the subject matter on this, I was joking with one of the volunteers of the staff because they were talking with you, and they're like, "Did you see his movie?" I'm like, I did see his movie, but to be fully real, if I was in that situation and my father gave me some leave behinds like that, mm-hmm. well, he's gonna be waiting a long right. time for me to find it because right. I. <laughs> would not be able to figure out how to do all that. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of just like one of those things. It kind of started with that. And I'm like, how do we make this interesting and have some resonance to it? Like, it's got to be meaningful. It can't just be like a pointless scavenger hunt, you know? We can't just have him going after MacGuffins that are just, you know, (laughs) empty MacGuffins or something that you see in a lot of movies today where it's like, Well, he he had an app, like, on his phone, right? To, like, somehow put in coordinates. I mean, like, is that actually, like, a thing? Can Um, you do that? That was actually inspired by... um, it's it's like a little like um, I don't know how to describe it. It, it. There is a following of people who call it geocaching. I think geocaching is the mm-hmm. word for it, but it's basically <laughs> when people literally do exactly that. They leave yeah. things in a certain location and have coordinates that lead to that thing. Yeah, and it's not quite pinpoint accurate like it is in the movie, but right, it'll right. lead you to that general area, and then they mark it on their. Mm-hmm. Um, app i believe it it's, it's like an app now but basically it's like a game that a lot of yeah. people play now and it, it isn't really like this big thing but it, it is definitely something that i think is picking up for a lot of people and i think there is something to it like being able to just discover things mm-hmm. on your own like that that's always fun it's a discovery for people and where, where was the shot at um, it was shot, a lot of it was shot in Davenport, Iowa, okay. um, and it was kind of just like we alternated between Rock Island, Moline, Davenport, and even a little bit in Bettendorf, and all those yeah, yeah. areas are right there in on the um, between Iowa and Illinois. They're mm-hmm. all like clustered together. It's, yeah. it's the QC, we call it the QC. But, yeah, yeah, of course. But they're all close by, and again, I grew up at all those locations. I've known all those places all my life um a lot of those landmarks like uh yeah a lot of the statues and whatnot i'm just like those have always been around and i'm like that that's crazy like it, mm-hmm. they seem so like primed for you know to be in a movie or just be yeah. a background of, of something you know um so yeah I, a lot of those places have always been familiar to me and well, i've you, always kind of wanted to put them in a movie so well, you, you had some beautiful visuals in the movie i mean truly especially towards the end when you know kind of things are coming to a head and you know he finds the the final piece and there's a there's a great shot where it's actually purely of just water and it's just waves right going right. very slowly um the, what is it about water like i mean i'm gonna sound like deep on this but i i'm curious but like what is it about water where like there is like just like a sense of it's like when a when a man sits down like and mm-hmm. stares at a fire and just says nothing right that that does something it has like a meditative quality about it yes. and, and in that moment that's what we were kind of 
trying to get across is just like that sense of like release like he mm-hmm. sets this uh the boat into the the waters and that's him kind of letting go and the waves rolling in that's kind of like yeah. bringing him peace in a way and it's like giving him comfort it's like okay i've made this decision mm-hmm. and i'm coming to terms with it in this moment and that visual again it's just a visual but it yeah, almost it's kinda, very simple too it conveys that idea without like spelling it out or mm-hmm. anything. so yeah that, that's kind of what we were going for with that it's, <laughs> well, that's it's good. crazy yeah <laughs> That's that's awesome, actually, to hear that you you, uh, you yeah got that, that that was something that I picked up on it for sure. That's awesome. Uh, and then the, the music was also interesting too. Can you talk about that? Like well, just because there's a sort of a, a you know musical thread that's going throughout the movie and it's kind of playing the same beats. Um, um, I'm just curious how you came up with that. Yeah, well, we we were going for like a lo-fi kind of thing. I lo-fi is kind of this genre that's kind of been picking up more recently. I don't really know if it's really hit the mainstream. Or Do you anything, have some examples but, of like what? fall under that um well there's a lot of videos of just like you know there'll be like 10 hour playlist of just lo-fi music and the idea behind lo-fi is kind of just like meditation it again it has a very calming quality about it Mm. but it kind of combines a little bit of hip-hop a little bit of like um synth and like you know it's very electronic at times but also just like kind of like almost jazzy in a way too it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's an interesting mixture of like different genres that somehow come together and just complement each other and I think it's beautiful and a lot of um, you'll you'll actually hear a lot of lo-fi and like uh, like tutorial videos and whatnot because it almost it Makes has sense. that yeah. like quality it's like hey hey relax just kind of chill out let me explain how to do this thing you need to learn how to do and you know let this music kind of just relax you while you right. while you figure it out um I'm not really sure though, like if there's any other examples, but I mean, you did to me, you did a good job of explaining that. Uh, I've heard somebody say lo-fi, but they've never quite told me about it. Yeah, yeah. You you did what you had to do, (laughs) right? And I was just kind of thinking, like, lo-fi hasn't really been used in films uh, to this point. I mean, you kind of like maybe hear it like briefly in like a a scene or something but i'm like why not just lean into that for the the soundtrack of the movie Mm because in a way that's kind of part of his journey you know the music kind of conveys the sense of like okay things will get better if i just kind of like go on this journey and see where it takes me things will get better i'll find something yeah like they're they're going towards something so did you always anticipate this being a, a a short or was there ever a desire to have it be longer or um well actually it it was intended to be kind of like this five minute like you know kind of like a montage just like a quick montage of quad cities while the music plays but then the ideas came to put the narrative around it with the you know kind of the overcoming grief the Mm -hmm. son losing his father and kind of just like going on this journey um, of kind of acceptance but also looking forward it did not really start with that, though. It wasn't really intended, and I kind of realized, like, as I was making the movie, it was not going to be five minutes. There's no way I can condense it to five minutes without it feeling too rushed or too, like, yeah. I wanted to, the motions to kind of sit with people. So, in a way, it, 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 the pacing of it is kind of slow in parts to kind of, like, let the audience sit with it and kind of just, like, feel the emotion of, like, what the character is feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so... It, it kind of did start just as a short film, but there were times where I was like, maybe we can expand on it more. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be any sequels or anything. It doesn't need that, but... No, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it, feels, it feels very complete by the end of it. The character right. has a clear trajectory of where he's headed, and he, and he reaches it, for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I am curious, just for somebody that, you know, even myself, like, I'm 32 years old. I'm a lifelong movie fan. I've been in the Cedar Rapids area most of my life, but... Mm-hmm. I admit, short film-wise, I have a lot to learn about, you know, discovering different artists that 
you're putting it out and then where just sort of the common person would find uh, short films. I mean, mm-hmm. aside from this festival uh, where, you know, this movie's been premiered at, mm-hmm. where else would people be able to watch this? Uh, you know, I was thinking, I was just talking actually to somebody about that. Um, <coughs> my goal is to kind of just keep it local for now and then mm-hmm. eventually work my way to like branching it out more to like maybe LA, maybe New York, you know, start mm-hmm. going wider with it, but we'll start locally and just kind of like build on it and hopefully, you know, eventually maybe get sure. more of an audience within the, you know, Midwest. Do you, I guess like, do you think in a way that part of that is deliberate and that you're, you're not mm-hmm. quite sure what audience this will, what this will attract and you don't yeah. want to just do like a shotgun approach where I'll just right. shoot it out yeah, there and we'll hope shoot to God somebody and, like discovers right. it. That's the, the last thing I want to do is just send a movie out to, to die basically without really knowing what kind of audience it's going to have. Yeah. But at the same time, that is kind of the risk of it. You know, you, you kind of want to just send it out and let people decide for themselves what they think of it. Sure. So, I don't know. I, it, it really just depends. I think it's important, though, for people across the country and, and the world even to kind of see what movies from the Midwest can look like and what they can feel like. Sure. So, eventually, I do want to get it out there. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be it'll find its audience regardless. You know, yeah. like, that's the beauty of it. Like, a lot of filmmakers, you know, a lot of times, their movies go out there and maybe it's not recognized right away but then you know it'll build a cult following or you know yeah. it'll kind of be viewed in retrospect as you know perceived differently than it was in the time it was released you know yeah. um, so you know either way I have a lot of faith in the movie I believe in its in its themes and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will resonate with those themes um, but you know we'll take it slow we'll kind of build on it we'll start with the Midwest and slowly branch out but, now are you, are you able to uh what do you, I guess, what do you do for your living? I mean, like, is, is this it? Are you, like, full-time committed to doing this? Or, like, what, what do you do? I mean, um, you don't have to, like, tell me, like, specifically no. what you, like, <laughs> right, where you're right, at. But. Fair enough. Um, yeah, at the moment, I work two part-time, part-time jobs. Um, I kind of just save up money where I can and then mm-hmm. take that money and put it <clears> into the movies, usually buying new equipment. And, yeah, for now, that's kind of where I'm at. But eventually, I do want to kind of just be like, you know what? Let me make this full time. You know, I don't want to. Did you did you go to film school or anything like that? Or you... No, actually, I didn't. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy thing. I kind of just, you know, uh, well, like Quentin Tarantino or a lot of yeah, filmmakers say. Yeah, store. <laughs> right. A lot of filmmakers say that, you know, going to movies is film school. And that's kind of how I've always viewed it. Yeah. Uh, like, I would always go to a movie and, you know, recognize the things that worked for me and the things that don't work for me and kind of just like take that with me and and mm-hmm. you know interpret that in a way where as I'm making a movie it's like well I liked how this movie did this thing but you know I'll try to avoid doing this thing I didn't like about this movie you know that that sort of thing mm-hmm. so in a way that's kind of how film school has been for me I have not gone yet but I really do want to at least take a few classes or something you yeah know? Um, it's yeah. interesting, like just li- listening to you talk about this because between the film's release and just kind of how you're you know you're thinking about things Mm -hmm. you seem to be very aware of just like the the moment in time that you're kind of at right now and you're like okay let's do this yeah yeah. you know assess review before you get like too excited and kind of you know lose your focus right right? yeah it's very important i think and also and, and that's the thing there's movies have a way to be um there's so many different ways movies can be made now that i still haven't i don't think have have been explored yet like different you Mm -hmm. know like the soundtrack being lo-fi like i don't think i've really heard that in other movies Mm -hmm. it's so many different ways you can make a movie and i feel like in some ways i don't think we've explored them fully yet yeah so my goal is to kind of just try different things and you know um 
yeah, just just kind of experiment a little bit with it. You so know? What, what's coming next for you? I mean, what what are you gonna be what are you gonna be doing? Uh, the next movie I want to do an, an, another short film. Uh, I want to do something a little sci-fi. I've kind of tried okay. different genres. I've done a thriller. I've done a drama. Okay. Um, I've thought about doing like a comedy, but with comedy, I find you know it's very hard to get the right like to to you don't want to be you know. Uh, like two, I, I don't know. I, you feel like you have to be really sensitive with comedy nowadays, but you know you can still do comedy. There's yeah, plenty of yeah, great of comedies out, but <clears throat> I don't know my my sense of humor. I'm not really sure what would what, work. What's your sense of humor? I don't know. I like I love <laughs> like you know I love like how okay Taika Waititi. I love his like yeah. what we do in the shadows stuff like that would be okay. great. But I think you need a like someone who can really like think on the fly and like improvise and like because a lot of that is improv and it's like yeah i need someone who can just like you know come up with something super funny on the spot while cameras are rolling or something i don't know it just my my sense of comedy is kind of leaning towards that like it's almost like awkward and goofy you know (laughs) so i think that maybe wouldn't work for everybody it just depends um so sci-fi is where it's at uh yeah sci-fi i mean you know everybody so many filmmakers you know they looked at movies like star wars and stuff like that yeah just like i want to make my own star wars like let me make my own star wars uh i i don't think it's gonna be the next Star Wars or anything, but yeah. my goal is to kind of just like you know take take a crack at it, see what works and what doesn't, and you know take it with me into my next sci-fi project. You know, if anything, too, I think sci-fi, especially from an independent film and even a short standpoint, I got to imagine as a genre to tackle given the limited means and budget and yeah. you know kind of what you have at your disposal there's a lot mm-hmm. actually more there's more steep challenges to it definitely but i would also argue that there's a lot greater um rewards that rewards, could be yes. uh, on the other side of it as well because you have to be very creative with how exactly. to make it make sense and not mm-hmm. in my opinion for sci-fi one of the hardest things for especially low budget <clears> ones is not having the you know, bad quote unquote special effects oh, take yes, the audience out where they're like, okay, this is just like some cheap sci fi production. Right. Yeah, that's that's the a thing. tough one. Yeah, definitely. And I think with sci fi, it affords <laughs> you. Uh, more room to kind of be experimental with it because it's yeah. like, yeah, obviously we don't have the money for big CGI effects or anything, but I've always kind of leaned more towards like practical effects anyway. So yeah. my goal is like, okay, get the right costumes, get the right props, get something like. Well, location. I was thinking kind of like uh, the movie Signs is kind of what I was I love, looking I love to. Signs. <laughs> and like it's just in a cornfield somewhere. Like it's not this crazy elaborate set or anything. It's yeah. just a house in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah, and, and that's so, definitely. The, and I think that movie takes the less is more approach, exactly. uh, which sometimes that usually goes to great effect. And again, yeah. that movie also greatly trusts its audience to yes. put the pieces together. Exactly, it leaves a lot to their imagination. It doesn't really. It holds back a lot until like towards <clears> the end of the movie, and that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, we can hold back a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's fine. And if you let the audience kind of put things together themselves, it almost yeah. creates a bigger picture in their head and, and invites that sort of, you know, imagination from the audience. So that's kind of what I was thinking we're, we're going to try to go for with our sci-fi movie. It's just kind of like, let's just get experimental with it, um, be minimalistic, but also, you know, mm-hmm. try to provide some, you know, great visuals and like great locations and we'll see where it goes <laughs> well i mean i i really enjoyed like i said i really enjoyed the king's eye i thought it was interesting um there was definitely things i took away from it and you know i'd love to you know continue to follow up with you when you get another one of these projects out there Thank uh, you. you know are you on like the, the instagrams and all these things or, or how, how do people learn about you um actually i think the biggest uh <clears throat> for me i have a facebook group 
I kind of started a couple of years ago, yeah. and it's picked up a lot in the last couple months. And I think if, you. You, if you're able to reach out, uh, that would probably be the best way sure. um, to kind of just go on there. And we have all kinds of listings, like different uh, directors coming in, you know, for casting calls, like trying to get extras, cool. auditions, and whatnot. So it's very exciting. I'm I, I'm always like kind of like impressed every time I go back to it and check on it. I'm like, wow, it's grown so much <laughs> in like a couple months. It's crazy, and it also it's good, again, good. let's go, man. Yeah, and it makes you realize again, like there's so many talented and passionate filmmakers in the Midwest that I feel like don't really get recognized a lot because when yeah. you think of the Midwest, it's it's you know flyover states they call it and whatever <laughs> yeah. they don't really imagine a lot of artists and filmmakers come from this you know yeah. part of the country and I think that's you know I, I think we need to change that you know we need to change that we change need the to, perception exactly change the perception and show that hey there's actually a lot of us here and. You know, we're excited to show everyone what we can do. So, so I got one more question for you because I, I, you know, respectful of your time, I want you to get the most out of the festival. I could talk with you for a long time. Thank you. Um, but I just like to ask you. I mean, you know, it's a basic question, but broadly speaking, how have movies spoken to you as a person over the years? Because obviously, they are greatly impactful on all of us. That you know, that's why we're here ultimately at the end of the day because of what they do for us. But how how, how would you answer that? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, there's so many things. For me, you know, the, there's the escape aspect of it. You're going to a different world or a different, you know, you're, you're taking a break from your reality for two hours at a time and just kind of, like, being involved in a story. And there's something about it. I think people inherently have this passion for storytelling, whether it's movies, music, you know, writing, anything, yeah. like any art form. And I think movies, to me, they speak to me because it kind of combines so many different kinds of art forms and just puts them together um mm -hmm. you know you get your music you know you got acting you got you know cinematography all these sure. things come together for something that you know again it transports you to mm -hmm. somewhere else while you're watching it so for me that's kind of where where you know i've kind of fallen in love with movies it's just like you know you're being uh, again you're escaping from your reality for yeah. a couple hours at a time and that's kind of what i've always loved about it and you always derive something from it a meaning or a theme a message or you know just something to take away from it it's not like you're mm -hmm. sitting there staring at a screen and not really taking anything right you're absorbing it and yeah. you're kind of taking your own meaning from it so to me that's kind of what's magical about movies this is like they can be anything like yeah. the, the sky's the limit you, you can do anything especially now with movies it's like yeah it's crazy man and, yeah. and it's exciting and i look forward to seeing you know what other filmmakers can do and like especially people who you know yeah don't really have connections it's like to me it's exciting to see what they have to offer because you know they're going to take chances you know they're going to try things that are a little unorthodox and, and different you know yeah so it's, that's always going to be exciting to me and yeah that's what i love about movies it's just they're they can be anything and yeah. whatever they are as long as the story is great you're there for it and yeah. you're on that ride with it so it's great absolutely yeah. i think the you know if i was going to answer the question which you know i've, I've given wow. different types of answers to this question because it can go in a lot oh, of directions yeah. but you know for me um i think they're able to convey things that other forms of media are not able to do absolutely. you absolutely nailed it where uh there's all the different elements that can kind of simultaneously mesh mm -hmm. into a cohesive uh you know a narrative. cohesive uh, yeah. narrative uh something that people can understand but i think mm -hmm. what i ultimately like about it is is two things one 
there's a conversational aspect that happens as a result of mm-hmm. people sharing an experience where you yeah. go through something with the same person. They may be viewed it through a completely different lens, yes. but then that's part of the fun is mm-hmm. being able to understand each other's perspectives exactly. as a result of yes. watching this. Yeah. And then the second thing is just kind of more on the global scale, but mm-hmm. you know, movies, especially like even one like this, say somebody across the globe saw this, mm-hmm. they might not even understand English. Right. But they could understand the visuals they for could, this. Yeah. So, so there is a cultural barrier that I think movies have a power of kind of overcoming and, you know and bringing people together on. That's crazy because I didn't even think of it like that. It's like, yeah, it wouldn't really take a lot to like send it somewhere mm-hmm. else and for them to understand it because it's all kind of there in a way. Like We all understand the visuals behind it. And even if the language is different, you know, yeah. it's like... Yeah, that that that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But yeah, that you're right. Absolutely, it's everyone takes their own interpretation from a movie yeah. to a movie from it. Whatever they all always have something. They take different things from it. And yeah, that's what's and, great well, about it. And I and I think too, uh, depending on the movie too, it, it could be something as light as like a fun like comedy, like a Tommy Boy or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or <laughs> you know, you could take even a, a more serious subject matter like the Holocaust uh, and like movies like Schindler's oh, List. Yeah, absolutely. But it opens up conversation and dialogue and ultimately education on stuff that ordinarily it's like it's not exactly easy to just go up to like a dinner table and be like hey let's start talking about this very specific issue (laughs) exactly it's a tough subject matter but that movie kind of makes it to where um people can watch it and absolutely understand yeah the 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 gravity of it and, and why it's important to be taught to people like why people need to learn about these yeah. things so yeah it, it, you're right absolutely movies have a way of communicating these mm-hmm. Im- insanely complex idea- yeah. <laughs> ideas and whatnot in a way where anyone can understand it they can pick up on it you some, know? Of, some of the best memories I've had with movies uh, are ones where like when you leave the darkened theater you're almost like I'm a different person right yeah, like literally. you walk out you're just like you're oh, just yeah, watching I'm, the credits I'm in earth like, right <laughs> yeah. now you're just like oh my oh, god yeah. I've had that feeling you're just watching the credits like did I just watch the best movie ever I'm yeah. still I'm not sure man but that was amazing like you're just kind of yeah. in awe like, or like when you have the experience and it's purely like you can't even put it into words you yeah. know you had an experience yes. something happened to you you can't articulate it yeah. and you know even if you have to like marinate and sit on something for like weeks and yes. then be like okay I think I got it I'm now. a different person now like there's movies <laughs> yeah. like that where you just walk out the theater like I'm different like something changed in me but I don't know what yeah. it was but yeah no definitely that's movies awesome have that here. power it's awesome so. hearing that passion but look I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time on here but I enjoyed the conversation uh, yeah. I will let you know of course when this episode drops and everything like that okay. um, have all the information in there so that way you can share it and do whatever you want to do alright so, yeah sounds um, good man it's exciting stuff I've never done like a podcast or anything so this is this like, is my first time being at a festival so you know it's a it's a learning experience for everybody thank you yeah no you did a great job man i appreciate it once again thank you so much